Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. No Adam Ronis today. Ronis is drafting at the FSGA in New York. I have faith in Ronis. He'll do well. He knows what he's doing. He'd be in baseball mode. That's my only fear. He's in baseball mode, not in football mode. But Ronis will figure it out. I have no doubt, and he'll be back tomorrow. And of course, we'll go over his team, and I'll tell him how much I like it or hate it. Probably hate it just to spice it up a little bit. But you never know. Maybe I might like it. It's a it's a two percent chance I might like it, right? So we'll we'll have to see. But um, I want to get to some news here, some fantasy football news, and then I got some drafts to cover, and then I've got Fuego Steve Hillman joining me at two twenty today. This is an interesting story with Fuego. And then I've got Bob Lung joining me in hour number two. So uh, pretty crowded show today. But uh, I'll get to Fuego. I want to take you to the story with Fuego in a second before we get started. Fuego is one of the top DFS players in the industry. And what happened, and I'll, I'll let him discuss it more, he got burnt out and he stepped back and he stepped away which is not easy for people to do, right? Most people are, I don't want to, I want to use the word addicted. That's a bad word. It's a strong word. I want to use that word. But most people find it hard to pull away. But Fuego did it. I have mad respect for that, that he was able to sit back and say, you know, I got, I got to step back. And, and I do that occasionally too. Like, if I'm on a bad streak, if I'm not winning, and that happens a lot to me in baseball. In baseball, I'll go hot and cold and hot and cold. And then when I hit a cold streak, if I hit a cold streak sometime like in early August, I will shut it down until football season. I will. I'll shut it down. You know, I want to play now. I want to play through the month of July, you know, July if I can. But, you know, if, 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 it, if in August I start to hit a cold spell, I will shut it down and wait for football. Is that easy to do? No, it's not easy to do because you like the action. You like playing. You like being part of something. And one day I want to be your rich friend. That's my goal is to be your rich friend, right? And to have many rich friends from the advice I give to you. But I do shut it down. I, or I have done so in the past because I know I'm really good at football. And I know I'm going to win some money in football. So why waste the money for baseball when I know I can win it in football? And so that's what I do. But I want to get his perspective. He's also really good at roster and lineup construction. It's almost annoying. So I'll, I'll talk to Fuego. I'm like, you like this guy? I like this guy? He's like, yeah. And all of a sudden, he'll piss a lineup together and he wins. I put a lineup together and I don't. I'm like, how did that happen? Maybe he's playing better entries. Maybe he's playing multiple entries. I don't know. But he just has like this way of putting a lineup together that, that can be very successful. So I am interested in that conversation. And then Bob Long in the second hour. Bob is all about one word, consistency. 
And it may be the most underrated word when it comes to playing fantasy football. But the truth is, we need our players to produce consistently. If a guy is consistent, he will score week in, week out. We can trust him. We can use him. See, in best ball, consistency is not as important. If they have some big weeks, that's great. If they have some bad weeks, that's all right. But when we play in redraft leagues, like the Fantasy Football World Championship, I don't want a guy who's going to get me three or 30. Now, truth be told, the 30 will help me win, but the three is going to kill me. Right? Give me 15 points a week. Ian Ritchie, our boss at Full-Time Fantasy, always says that he wants his team to average 150 points a week. Give him 10 guys at 115 points a week and that he will win most times. He's probably right. Do the math. You average 150 points a week, you should win 80% of the time. Now, there are going to be some weeks you lose. Some guy will put up 220. Nothing you can do about that. But if you put it up week in, week out, week in, week out, week in, week out, you end up winning. That's fact. So that's Bob is all about consistency. He's got a consistency guide. And he talks about players who are produced consistently. And that's something that we want to be. Right? If you can be consistent. Now, here's the problem with consistency. And maybe this is something I'll address with Bob. I have to think about this more. Putting up 150 gets me to the fantasy playoffs, but does it win me the big bucks? That's the question. But the other question is, are you playing to win your division, your league, or are you playing to win the big pot of gold? Because if you're playing to win your league and win your 1500 bucks, then I want to be consistent. But if I put up 150 points a week, is that team good enough to win it all? You need some high upside guys on those teams to win. That's just fact. I'm I'm telling you. I was second overall two years ago. I was first overall going into the last week last year. I had some high upside players. I did. I had some high upside players. I had Saquon. I had McCaffrey. Had Mahomes, had Wentz two years ago, had Kelsey, had Ertz. You you need the upside players. Had Tyler Lockett. You got to have upside. Don't think, I don't know if you win 150K with Eric Ebron. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I'm not saying he's not good. He's consistent. Have to ask Bob about that. I want to break that down too. All right, in front of me now, I've got an online championship board here. And I want to talk about this board because I think there are things here that I just, you know, kind of confused, kind of confused. I'm just being honest with you. So team number one, let's see how he, what he did. In round 11, he takes Aaron Rodgers' first quarterback. I have no problem with that. In fact, I like that very much. But why in round 12 do you take Drew Brees? Are you taking him because you think he's great? And if I have Aaron Rodgers, why do I need Drew Brees? Why not wait five rounds later and take Ben Roethlisberger? There's no reason to take Drew Brees. 
right? So breaking down somebody's draft to me is really critical because you see so many mistakes. I love the Aaron Rodgers in 11. I'm totally behind that. I'm not behind Drew Brees in 12. No, not you, Are you going to play Brees over Rodgers? Probably not. What have you done? Oh, I, I, the, the two weeks that Rodgers plays uh, Minnesota, you're going to play Brees? Eh, they're a running team. Don't like it. Tell you what else I don't like. He took George Kittle in three, and then he took Greg Olson in 13. Why does anybody want Greg Olson anymore? Over or under, in your head right now, listening to this radio show, ask yourself how many games you think Greg Olson is going to play this year. Here's my number, six. Were you higher or lower than that? If you're 11, I think you're way off, way off. I might give you eight or nine, but I think it's going to be more like five or six. That guy can't stay healthy anymore. Great player. Love the guy. Done. So this guy's team is Christian McCaffrey. Well, he's got Aaron Rodgers and Breeze, and he's got McCaffrey, Deion Lewis, Niam Hines, Jalen Richard, Adrian Peterson. Oy. Now, this is an idea because he's got guys who catch the football. Hines, Lewis, McCaffrey, Richard. They catch the football. It's not a terrible strategy, but you're not getting touchdowns from that crew. Outside of McCaffrey, Deion Lewis, Niam Hines, and Jalen Richard together maybe give you 10 touchdowns. That's the problem. They give you points for receptions. I mean, Niam Hines can go four for 52. It's nine points. But you're rarely getting the TD. Rarely. His receivers, Thielen, Cup, Tyree Kill, Corey Davis, Golden Tate, Emmanuel Sanders, Quincy, and Nunwala. Love Thielen, one, Cup, and two. Tyree Kill is the pick in five. Smart pick. Now, would I have picked Hill over Dante Pettis or, Pettis or Tyler Lockett or Calvin Ridley or Mike Williams? I don't know, but I, I like the risk-taking there. I like the risk-taking there because you know you're not getting him back. You know he's not making it back to you. So it's a ballsy move. Don't love the team, but love the, love the move. All right, team two does it a different way. Waits till round 14 and 15 to take his quarterbacks and gets Goff and Garoppolo. Now, I'm okay taking back-to-back -back quarterbacks when you're doing it that late. I have no problem with that. I like, you know, Goff, Garoppolo, not my favorite guys in the world, but you could probably win with that. He starts his draft with four running backs. Barkley, Fournette, Damian Williams, Sony Michelle. That's very risky to me. Very risky. Let's break down the risk. There's no risk with Barkley. I don't care what anybody says. There's no risk with Barkley. He's a star. But Leonard Fournette, there's risk. Jacksonville goes, I don't know, two and seven, and Fournette's in a bad mood. Do you think Tom Coughlin is going to put up with his stuff? Well, I don't know. I have no problem taking Fournette. I just don't want to do it in round two. I just don't. Damian Williams, I like. Is he as good as last year? He better be. I like him. It's a good move. But Sony Michelle in four? Oh, I just felt a twinge in my own knee when I saw that pick. I just felt a twinge in my own knee. Then he's got Carlos Hyde and Kalen Ballage. 
I mean, Hyde is just poo-poo on a stick. I do like Kalen Ballage. He could be something. He could be nothing, but he could be something. The receivers here, Dante Pettis, one, Christian Kirk, two, Deshaun Jackson, three, Tyrell Williams, four. I just don't know whether you win with that. I look at all three of those guys as number three receivers, not number one. You're going to need Kirk or Pettis to emerge because Deshaun Jackson is not emerging as a number one. Fact. So I don't think this team's winning. I don't like the line of construction. He does get Evan Engram in round six. I mean, look, I-, I like Engram's upside, but do you really like the quarterback situation there? I mean, Eli looks kind of done. And then Daniel Jones could be a train wreck and a half. I don't trust that either. All right, team number three takes Cam Newton and Josh Allen. Cam Newton in round 12, Josh Allen in 16. Um, I don't know whether I would have taken Cam over Russell Wilson, Jameis Winston, Goff or Garoppolo. I don't like that at all. I mean, this is not Cam Newton of three years ago. This is, I've got a bad shoulder, Cam Newton. And you all know, you all, anybody who's ever followed me knows my, my distaste for Cam Newton's quarterbacking ability. Fact. I think Cam Newton is one of the greatest athletes to ever play the game of football. That said, I don't think he's ever done enough to perfect his craft. I think he's relied on his athletic ability and never learned how to be great. Cam Newton is not a great quarterback. He's not close to great. He's barely good, in my opinion. When he throws off that back foot, who knows where that ball goes. Now, when the team is up by 10 in the fourth quarter, nobody shuts a game down like Cam Newton. Nobody. He go, you know, third and three, he gets you four yards. He holds the ball, watches the clock. He's real good at that. He's really good at that. But do I want Cam Newton as my number one quarterback in a league? And then Josh Allen as my number two? I don't think I'm winning this league. I just don't think I'm winning this league. So this team's got Ezekiel Elliott at one, David Montgomery, Kenyon Drake, Darius Geis, Chris Thompson. Some risk here. No risk with Zeke. Montgomery, got to share touches. Drake, could be good. We don't know. Could be very good. What if Kalen Ballage gets more carries? Geis, could be nice. Covered himself with Thompson. Feels, feels flimsy to me, though. You got Zeke. I want something better. I think in round four, the problem is at that point, there aren't really many good running backs on the board. They just aren't. All right, at receiver, Keenan Allen is his one, A.J. Green two, Will Fuller three, Anthony Miller four, Michael Gallup five, Adam Humphrey six, John Brown seven. That's really good. Allen and Green and Fuller, boom, boom, boom. That's a nice start. That's a good team. He's going to have to make up for that because he's got a crappy quarterback and he's got a suspect running game. He's got Jared Cook there as his tight end. I am not sold on Jared Cook. Never have been, never will be. I guess if anybody can get something out of him, it's Drew Brees. Because Drew Brees will force him to run the right routes. 
But if he doesn't, I bet you Drew Brees will say to Sean Payton, get Josh Hill in there right now. I'm not playing with this tomato head. This guy's terrible. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm not investing in Jared Cook. I, I just know certain guys won't end up on my team. Jared Cook's probably one of them. Just not going to take him. Not going to take him where I need to take him. I'm going to let you take him. I do like the Anthony Miller and Michael Gallup and Adam Humphreys picks. Those are nice picks, especially Gallup. I mean, if, Adam, if, if Amari Cooper gets hurt, Gallup is really good. And Humphreys, look, Humphreys could have gone to New England Patriots. He chose to go to the Tennessee Titans. Why? Probably guaranteed him some catches. Except that team's offense is putrid. You really want to watch it. If I gave you season tickets to the Tennessee Titans, would you be, like, excited about that? I don't think you would. I know I wouldn't be like, no, 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 no. I can watch it at home. I watch some other teams. All right, I'll continue breaking down this draft as the show goes on and seeing what people did right and what people did wrong. But you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to take a little time out, and I'm going to bring on my friend Fuego Steve Hillman to talk about his, uh, his journey. What's he been up to? What was it like taking time off? We'll let you know when Full-Time Fantasy returns right after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the 8th Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. 
Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Jordan Hicks having Tommy John surgery, as we suspected. Anybody in a dynasty league, I think that if you want to keep somebody for three years, then go ahead and keep them. But if you do not have deep rosters, it would be a goodbye, Jordan Hicks. Thank you for your contribution. I don't keep closers anyway, but if you did, how could you possibly keep a closer that is going to come back in July of 2019? It makes no sense. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern on the Evan TSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Nikki on the track. All right, we're back. Full-time fantasy. Dr. Roto here. Haven't spoken to my next guest in way too long. What's up, my next guest, Fuego Steve Hillman? Hey, Doc. It has been a while. How are you? I'm doing well. You staying out of trouble? I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, it's tough. <laughs> it's not easy for you. It's not easy. I know. So, so tell me, when was the last? When did when did you? I was tell, I was telling people in the first segment that um, you fell off the map because uh, why did you end up taking some time off DFS? What what pushed you that direction? So um, you know, as uh, unlike some people think, I'm not a quote unquote professional DFS player. So it's not my regular job i don't generate income specifically for it uh like some of the pros do so i have a regular job and last year it was kind of slow so i had plenty of time for dfs and then it started to pick up a little i won about uh thirty thousand in october between nba and, and nfl one week uh had a really good week and i started to pay off a bunch of bills and then i started playing a little but i never really got another real win and just, in, I, I, I wanted to save some money instead of just putting it back into DFS. I was busy with my regular job, and it's a hard balance when you have a regular job to be immersed in NBA every single day or, or MLB every single day and knowing what's going on. So, uh, you know, my regular job had got busy, and I decided to lean that way for a while. You know, I said to people that sometimes that if I get into a cold streak, I'll step back. You know, I like, the, I like to play, I like the action, but, you know, when things aren't going right or if you're busy, if you can't put the time in, sometimes you have to know when to step back, Fuego. Exactly. And, the, you know, there was times, uh, so over the past six months, and I've dabbled in it a little bit, but the days that I do, I definitely feel a little uh, out of it because I'm not as immersed, uh, you know, and when I was giving advice last year, that wore on me after a while. I think it started affecting my own lineups, uh, you know, giving advice every single day. As you know, it takes a lot of your time. So let's talk about that. There are a lot of people out there now starting their own, you know, advice place sites. You know, Numberball with uh, El Jefe and uh, Boogeyman Jones is doing his own site. Why do you think these guys have chosen to start their own? Why not just play their own and make money? I mean, do you think that they have the sense of wanting to give back, or do you think they're trying to get rich a different way too? Yeah, that's that's a great uh, question there. I, I think, you know, some of it is, uh, you know, the enjoyment of helping other people. I know myself giving advice. I enjoy helping other people, which is one thing that started it. Um, but then, you know, they think probably some of these other sites, they think they, they're going to be able to make money to help you know, counteract the losses or to help help fund their own DFS, uh, you know, um, game. So, um, but I, I think it's more of a, a steady income. If you, you can get onto a site, whether you're just giving advice or whether you own a website, it's a more of a steady income with the subscriptions than to the daily winning and losing. So you think those guys doing that to, to almost like hedge against their losses? 
I mean, that would be my guess. That would be my guess. I, I mean, I don't know if you're going to do it straight for fun. If you're like Hefe and you're winning all this money, you know, why would you just do it, you know, um, you know, for fun? It seems to me there's got to be some, you know, you got the, the monetary has to be part of it. Do you think people out there should worry? And I'm not criticizing El Jefe at all. I'm just talking now. Do you think that these people put the same things that they play out there? I think it's tough. You know, from my own uh, perspective, when I was doing articles um, and doing podcasts, I tried the best I could to tell people who I liked and who I was playing. It's hard to narrow down, you know, if you're not giving out a specific nine position lineup uh, and then you become a lineup seller if you're doing that. So if you're not specifically giving out nine, you have to give more than, you know, a lineup in your articles and in your podcast. You have to give a range. But it's a fine line between naming a lot of people that night and then or just narrowing it down to just a few. And I do think they say they do their best to give the teams their own and the players their own. But it's hard for them to, to give a you – know, and you see that complaint, like, oh, where was this guy? And, you know, it's hard for them to say exactly every single person they're going to put in their lineup. I mean, you know, otherwise they're pretty much just giving out a lineup. Well, I think it is hard because you see these guys winning, and sometimes if you read the article, you don't see the player. And I can imagine that you'd be pissed off. You're like, well, look, why isn't that player listed there? Why'd you play them? But the truth is they play 150 lineups, so of course they're going to have more players than you do. Yeah, and there's also there's things that uh, occur during the day that make, make things, uh, you know, you could change your opinion on a player where you've already had to get your article in earlier in the day, and that's why you see a lot of these guys give updates to their articles later in the day, um, and, and things can change. And also when you're setting, you know, if you're on a certain team and you're setting your, your lineup and you decide to put the, you like the Indians, for example, and you put the eighth batter in there, but you don't really, you know, no one else really wants to put the number eight batter uh, in there, but you do and you win. They're going to say, oh, why didn't you listen to your article? Well, you know, it's hard to do that. Well, I do get annoyed with that when I see that when somebody lists the Indians and I play Lindor Ramirez and Santana. And then, of course, they play not knocking uh, Bowers and somebody else and they win. I'm like, how would right. you ever I, know that? Yeah, exactly. I, and that's when it comes to you mentioned the the multi lineups where where the advantage of when you're the max entering. And that's why I always recommend playing the single entries and playing with as little entries as you can. But when you get the max entering, they can stack. uh the Indians every different way they want, or they can stack the White Sox or Yankees, uh, whoever, whichever team, and they can put all different combinations. So as opposed to me just doing a, a single lineup and picking the one through four or the two through five or whatever batters it might be, they can do all different combinations. So they can hit the team and, and, and be right about the team scoring a lot of runs, whether they're specific or not. Now, Fuego, in the times that you and I have spoken DFS, you've got this incredible knack for roster construction. You know, you and I will talk about the same players, and then all of a sudden we'll talk players, and you'll win with a lineup, and I'll lose with a lineup. What goes into your roster construction? Um, well, since we're in MLB season, for MLB season, I, I try to find players or teams I like, and you'll still see the, you know, the big stacking, four-by-four four stacking, but I like to get at least one stack, three or four guys, and then kind of work around it. So, um, but my thing with roster construction is, is maximizing, you know, it's a whole puzzle. It's a math puzzle, and it's a sports puzzle, uh, and it's, it's all these different components. And it's maximizing your, your salary um, to the best, the best way possible. And, and I think that's where it just kind of 
you, you get people you like, you start filling in, and then you got to really fill in a guy here and a guy there, and then you see what you like. And if you're satisfied with it, you, you stick with it. I like to tinker a lot because I'm not always satisfied with that first lineup or the second lineup. So I'm, I'm always looking at ways to better that specific lineup. If I'm doing a single entry, I'm always looking at it. And then I, you, you may get a late starter, like something that happens, uh, the lineup guy's batting second that night. So all of a sudden he becomes a good play. So you really got to just watch all that. And I think, um, you know, it's just putting that puzzle together. I, I end up, I have a knack for it, I should say. Do you leave money on the table? Like, I think a lot of people feel if, let's just say they have $3,800 left, they want to find a guy who's 37. But maybe you want a guy who's 29. I mean, are you willing to leave five, $600 left in your lineup? Um, yes. Um, it's tough. And, and baseball's tough because you'll have whatever number you have, have left, $2,800 left. And there could be six guys between 26 and 2,800. There could be 10 guys that are, are possible players in there. And that's, that's when it gets tough. Um, but I do not mind dropping down um, over guys that, that are higher priced if a guy's in a better spot that day or is mispriced. You know, some guys, you know, Smith on the Mets, he's still hitting home runs, but he's still 2,200 on Fandle, you know. Some guys, they just mispriced sometimes or they're, they're slow to – and, of course, I will definitely play a guy who I think is in a better spot who's less money and leave a few hundred on the table. Uh, anything less than uh, 1,000 is okay to leave on the table, I think. Anything less than 1,000. So you leave 800, you're all right with that. Especially if it, my stack works out that way, right? If I have a stack I like and it's a pitcher and I have the pitcher I like and I have two teams I like and there's just 800 left and uh, it is what it is. I, I usually end up less than that, but I know people that will do that. So, um, yeah, like uh, if you like a pitcher and you're stacking a team a few different ways, well, the number nine hitter is obviously going to be less than the number one or four hitter. So uh, you just may naturally have money left. We're talking to my friend, before you go, Steve Hillman, an exceptional DFS player. Uh, used to work with us at uh, when we were the other place. Now that we're full-time fantasy, Fuego, you, if I'm not mistaken, you learned from the siege, right? Can you can you give people? Uh, I know that you took coaching, right? Yeah. Tell us. You don't have to tell me exactly what the siege told you, but if you could give one or two coaching tips to people out there, what are the two tips that you could pass on? Uh, uh... Well, one tip I would say, uh, which uh, probably both these tips will be things I'm not good at, because I always I like to tell people you know, how to do things, and I don't always do them well. Uh, but I think, you know, um, these live finals that I've participated in and that the, they, they advertise and fans love, you know, people want to go to these live finals, it really it's, it's a big waste on your bankroll to really start to attack them. A lot of these guys have backers and, um, you know, have a lot of money to play these. So if you want to throw in a uh, you know, few bucks here or there to try to win a seat in a live final, that's great. But if you look at it, it's mostly the pros that are getting in. So your return on investment is pretty low. Uh, so I would um, stay away from really chasing those qualifiers, and that's one thing I do, unfortunately. Uh, and then your, your bankroll management, you know, really uh, – Try to try to get into a pattern and stick with it. Uh, you know, you can vary. You can go up and down a little here and there. But if you were going to spend, you know, X amount, say ten percent, ten percent of your bankroll in that particular day or week, stick with that. And whether your bankroll grows bigger or whether your bankroll grows 
you know, even if it keeps growing and growing and growing, stick with that percentage, and that's how you how you can earn money and keep that money. And, and I end up winning big, then I go big the next day, and I think a lot of us do. You know, you end up you have the money in your account. Once I also recommend withdrawing too. Withdraw some money if you win big. Withdraw some money. <laughs> do you know Tommy G taught me that my very first big win? Right, I think I won maybe twenty five hundred bucks. First comedy said he's like Doc. Take money out right now. And I did. I took out two G's and I left in 500 bucks, which is more than I had in going into that night. But that was the first piece of advice he had for me was take the money out. Yeah, well, you know, when it's in your account, it's almost like, you know, chips in the casino. It doesn't feel like it's not like real money there. It's like this balance that's sitting there and it says you see a contest. Well, you have enough in your account to cover joining that contest. That looks good. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 that's one thing I'm not as good at. And I, uh, I recommend you yeah, exactly. You get a win, take out some, leave some to play, of course, uh, but, but don't leave, leave it all. Now, tonight is a short, a very short slate. There's only four games. What do you think of four-game slates? Do you like the short slates or will you not play tonight? Yeah, I love the short slates. Uh, it, it's always your damn to do and your damn to do with the chalk. But, um, you know, I, I like playing the short slates uh, better than the massive 15-game slates, uh, personally. Uh, I think tonight, you know, you're going to get the Dodgers are going to be pretty chalk in Colorado there. Uh, so you have to decide if you want to play Dodgers or if you don't want to play Dodgers. Uh, even um, even Colorado could be chalky there, even though uh, they're going against Bueller. So Colorado is always a chalky game. So you have to make that decision. Uh, and on a short slate, it's even uh, you know it's a tough decision to make. Uh, but I would probably lean um, on a slate like this. I'd lean take a chance. Go away from the Dodgers. Go away from Colorado. Take some chances with who you think are going to be some lower owned teams. Uh, you know, even though it's tough, even on a four game. Or in this case, this is a great. We just talked about stacking the bottom end of a lineup in, in a four game slate. So because people are still going to want to do the top end, but put the bottom guys in there and take your chance that way. So you might go to the Dodger Colorado game and you might be stacking like uh, Ryan McMahon and Tony Walters and Matt Beattie and Chris Taylor. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you could do like a wraparound stack, an eight, nine, one, three stack, something. So you still get some of that lineup, but then you're also getting the bottom. People hate playing that number nine. And if you look at Chipotle Addict and all these pros, they'll play that number nine batter and they'll play that number eight batter. And, and to the casual fan, it's hard to pull that trigger. Even for myself, it's hard to pull that trigger on the bottom of that lineup because you know you think they should be there for a reason. But sometimes they're in a good spot, and 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 sometimes they're uh, the, if the whole team is in a good spot it means the whole lineup's in a good spot usually i'm so glad you said that i you know one of my things that i do is i always go back and look at the first place team that night and say did i was i close and all those guys big papa gates chipotle attic they'll go with this the eight and the nine and the one i never do a wraparound stack and i'm like how do you how do you know to do that is that because he's putting in 150 lineups or is it just more clever than i am uh, a little from column A, a little from column B, yeah, because I, I will see them in the single entries do the same thing, so uh, uh, I, I, think, I think they also can take more chances and take more risks with these big bankrolls they have, the playing every single day, the in, they don't, they don't, not as much gets affected by someone like myself or viewers or just throwing in the X amount of dollars for that day. We're really putting it all in on that one lineup and we need to win, you know, want to win. You know, I think they can take more chances that way and it doesn't affect them as much. And then in the long run, it ends up being a positive ROI for them. Did you feel pressure giving lineups out to people or do you just rather play for yourself 
And I don't mean that in a selfish way. I think some people just better off not doing it that way. Look retrospectively, are you happy you're just playing for yourself? Uh, you know, my friend Steve says burnout comes in different ways, and I, I think he was right. Uh, it's, it, it became a burnout thing for me with giving the advice and setting my own lineup and talking in the Slack chat. So you're writing an article, you're doing a podcast, you're, you're giving advice in Slack chat, you're, then you've got to worry about putting your own lineup together. And I think that all started wearing on me, and I thought it was affecting my lineups. Now, there's some people, some people that say they like it because it helps them focus on who they're on. Um, but I, I'm not sure I 100% agree. I think, yeah, maybe if you write an article, that'll focus your thoughts in. But, like, if you're taking all this time and you're, uh, especially like a, a Slack chat where you're, you're answering people's questions and things like that, uh, that can that can wear on you. Uh, it at least wore on me. I, I know that. Uh, so, um Maybe it would, I, I maybe just doing a podcast. I thought about just doing the podcast or the radios uh, or, or just an article or something like that where you're limiting your time might be a better way to do it. Uh, but I, I, like I said before, I enjoy helping people, but there, there is a balance. You've got to make sure you're still winning too. All right. Fuego Steve Hillman, it's great talking to you, my friend, and good luck, and we'll, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Doc. Thanks for having me. You got it. All right. That's Fuego Steve, and I think it's a great lesson for everybody. You know, you got to step back, do what's right for you. If you burn out, you stop what you're doing. If you're not doing it to the best of your ability, you know, regroup and figure out a way to do it to the best of your ability. So uh, I, I have mad respect for Fuego. He's a great guy, and he's a very successful player. All right, going to take a little break. Maybe I'll take a look at the night in fantasy and DFS, and then I'll get back to those football uh, online championship draft boards so I can help you out. You know when I'm going to do it? I'm going to do it right after this. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code grid and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling 
gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. All right, back. Swing for the fences. Playing daily fantasy baseball at DailyRoto.com. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer. user to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament. You become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS. So if you're playing MLB DFS and not using Daily Roto, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. And you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and the use of the same Daily Roto, Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's a 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package, only found at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. And they do a great job with lineup alerts. You know, weather updates, uh, change in bat- and batting order. So it's really an exceptional product. So check that out at DailyRoto.com. All right, there's only four games on tonight's slate. So I will say, unlike Fuego Steve, I will not be playing tonight. And I'm certainly not playing when one of those games is in Colorado. Like a hole in my head, I need that. Seriously, like a hole. A big, fat hole in my head. But there's four games, Washington at Miami, Steven Strasburg against Sandy Alcantara. It's a uh, Washington's a big heavy favorite, and it's a seven and a half run total. So, I mean, if you want to start Strasburg, I cannot blame you. But if you want to be contrarian, you want to go Alcantara, I can't blame you either. The big game, the Dodgers in Colorado, Walker Bueller, Bueller against Peter Lambert. Dodgers heavy favorite, 11 and a half run total. You're going to have to be in in this game. The problem is the guys who play multiple lineups, I think in a short slate, have a distinct advantage because they're going to do 134, 143, 258. I mean, they're going to hit every number. They're going to hit every permutation in this game. So you better, you either you fade this game or don't play tonight. That's my opinion. Fade it or don't play. Because those guys are going to figure out every which way come Tuesday to get that in their lineup. Arizona plays San Francisco. Alex Young against Tyler. His eyes are looking beady. San Francisco a slight favorite. Eight and a half run total. I mean, do you really want to get behind the Giants lineup? And then finally, Oakland at the Angels. Tanner Anderson against Griffin Canning. This game is at nine and a half total. So I guess if you're going to, not, you're going to lay off uh, the, the course field game, you're going to have to come here. And then you're going to have to decide which way you're going to go. Uh, the Angels are favorites because Tanner Anderson kind of sucks. I mean, look, you go Listella and Otani and Calhoun and uh, Upton and Trout. And if the Angels go off and score 10 runs, you're my rich friend. It's probably what I would do. But I'm not playing. See, I'm able to step back. Not always. But I'm able to step back. Because it's just not a good night for me. You know, Friday night's the night for playing. Get a little action in. All right, let me get back to that online championship draft. So, once again, and I hope I, I don't, I'm not boring anybody when I go over these drafts. Because I find, like, breaking down a draft at every time I can find something that was good, find something that was bad, and help you guys become better players. Because that's what it's all about, becoming better players. 
I met, you know, this person this morning, and he's like, what do you like? You like Le'Veon Bell? Where would you take him? I said, somewhere between 10 and 14. What about in a standard league or versus PPR? I said, I might even like him more in a standard league. I said, I have nothing else there. Right? So always are looking for an advantages, looking for the right players, the right teams, the right spots. All right, team number four took Andrew Luck in round eight. Probably not a bad spot. Probably a good idea thinking if I take him here in eight, I may not get him when he comes back to me in nine. The truth of the matter was he would have been there in nine. He would have, but I don't, I don't despise it. Probably wouldn't do it myself, but I don't despise it. His backup quarterback is Jameis Winston in 14. I have some love right there. Luck and Winston, if those are your guys, I will say good job. Good job. Two good offenses, two good coaching staffs, good things will happen. So now let's look at these teams. Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Damian Harris, Justice Hill, Mike Davis, Dexter Williams. I love Kamara and Chubb. Don't like the rest of the uh, what they did there. Just don't like it. I think Damian Harris is way too risky in round nine with four running backs there. Justice Hill may, may have some, some value, but does he? I don't know. Not sure. Mike Davis could be third on that depth chart. I'm not going there. But I do like the first two guys a lot. Not a little, a lot. But why not Kareem Hunt? Where did Kareem Hunt go? He went in round nine. Why not take Kareem Hunt instead of Damian Harris? Cover yourself. All right, the receivers are real good. T.Y. Hilton, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, Robbie Anderson, Starvin Marvin Jones, Deshaun Hamilton. That's a really good job. That's a really good job. His tight ends are three. I don't like three. Najoku, Walker, and Jordan Reed. Why do you need Jordan Reed there? Somebody, see, this was a really bad pick. This may be one of the worst picks I've ever seen, and I'm going to tell you why. There's a free agent on New Orleans named Ozigbo. All right? He may be nothing. His name is Divine Ozigbo. Played at Nebraska. He may end up being poo-poo. But if I draft Kamar in round one, why not take Ozigbo in round 15 instead of my third tight end, Jordan Reed? This way, if Kamar, I don't know, breaks a leg between now and opening day, you've got the backup. What are you doing with Jordan Reed? Are you ever playing him? That's a terrible pick. It's terrible. Ozigbo, smart. Smart pick. Reed, dumb. And don't tell me, well, I thought Ozigbo would be there. People are, people are very clever. You know, back in the day when there wasn't as much information, you could get away with that. You could get away with getting your sleeper pick in round 19. You don't think people in high-stakes leagues know Ozigbo? They know. Maybe they don't like him. Well, they know him. He's out there. So you have to assume, I don't know if you guys watch Survivor. I love the game Survivor. It's one of my favorite TV shows. And I love the dynamics of it. 
And there, there's an old, if you watch the show, you'll appreciate what I'm saying. Always assume that your opponent is going to make the best move. I never assume that my opponents are stupid. I don't. I always assume that my opponents are as smart as I am. Now, here's the good news. More often than not, they're not. But I assume they are. That way, I assume the guy won't be there. And so I take him where I need to. Because if I go, well, these people are stupid. I'll get them later. (laughs) You know, I'll make some bad moves. So I assume the other 11 people in my league are smart. And by doing that, I can make a good pick. Jordan Reed makes no sense. None. You have Najoku. You have Walker. What do you need Reed for? Oh, I need a guy who gets injured. Yeah, when I want, a, when I want an injury guy, I go to Jordan Reed. That's right. Makes no sense to me. I think that would have been, I was looking for Ozigbo when this guy drafted. I'm looking. I'm like, where's Ozigbo? Why didn't he take him? Get rid of Jordan Reed, add Ozigbo. Now you got Kamar, Chubb, Harris, Hill, Ozigbo. I could get behind that. Love the receivers. Like this team. Could have been a great team. Instead, it's just very good. But this team could have won. Amar and Chubb, it's a great start. Luck and Winston, great start. Hilton, Woods, Lockett, Anderson, Jones, Hamilton, great start. Najoku, Walker, good enough. Good enough. All right, pick number five. Starts out and takes DeAndre Hopkins, passes on Johnson, passes on Bro Mixon, passes on Lev Bell, takes DeAndre Hopkins. His quarterback is Russell Wilson around 13. Now, I get the one quarterback thing, I do, but I don't know whether I would have made Russell Wilson my one guy. I much rather would have rather to Jameis Winston than Russell Wilson. Seattle's not going to throw the ball. They don't have the horses. So I don't like Russell Wilson as my one. Don't like it. His running backs are Gurley, Ingram, Coleman, McKinnon, McCoy, Bryda. I mean, it's okay. He's got all three guys on. I mean, he literally drafted all three guys on San Francisco. Are you going to play all three? You're going to play Gurley. I mean, Henderson went in round five. It just goes to the whole Henderson-Gurley thing. Stay away. Stay away. That's what I would have done. I wouldn't have done that there. His receivers are Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Nikhil Harry, DK Metcalf, Marquise Goodwin. Let me share something about this team. He's not winning. Love Hopkins and Cooper. Awesome. Then he didn't take another wide receiver. It's only killed Carrie in round nine. And then DK Metcalf in 11. Both those guys could be stiffs this year. I, I am telling you right now, I will not have DK Metcalf on one team. Not one. I don't believe in him. And Akil Carey, I don't know if he can get separation. I'm not sold. I don't like it. He's got 17 running backs on the same team. He's got LaShawn McCoy. He's like 100 years old. He's got, he took O.J. Howard in round five. O.J. Howard in round five? Come on. Seriously? 
Take Vance McDonald and eight. Get yourself another receiver. You passed up Calvin Ridley, Mike Williams, Tyler Boyd for OJ Howard? Come on. You can't do that. I don't care how much you like OJ Howard. And you can't like OJ Howard more than I do. I love me some OJ Howard. But I'm not taking him in round five over Ridley, Mike Williams, Boyd, Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry, Sammy Watkins. Just not doing it. It's terrible. Because now, would you rather be OJ Howard and Nikhil Harry, or would you rather be Calvin Ridley and Eric Ebron? Please, I beg you, tell me that you'd rather be Ridley and Ebron. Because I know I would be. I mean, Calvin Ridley's a very good fifth-round pick. Very good. That team throws the ball. Julio Jones is great, but Ridley is special, too. Ridley's special. Not worried about Mohamed Sanu. Not worried. Worry about Ridley. That guy's really good. So, I think there are a ton of mistakes in this team. So, I've covered five teams already. And I've covered a bunch of mistakes. Things not to do. Things not to do. Like a category in Jeopardy. Things not to do for 100, Alex. Glad you mentioned that. All right, team number six takes Baker Mayfield in round 10. Like it. Ben Roethlisberger in 16. Like it. Like, like, like. Baker in 10, Ben in 16. Perfect. Perfect. So then his running backs are Connor, Tariq Cohen, Chris Carson, Latavius Murray, Rykel Armstead, Divino Zigbo. Oh, I think we got some issues here. I like Connor. Jalen Samuels went in round nine. That's the problem there. But I really would want Samuels. I worry. I don't know how you pass Mark Ingram to take Tariq Cohen. I would never have done that, ever. I don't like that move. Carson, I, I, I mean, you got to deal with Carson and Penny. I don't know. This team's got issues at running back already to me. His receivers are Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Alshon Jeffrey, James Washington, Jamison Crowder, Debo Samuel. I could get behind Adams and Diggs. That is really good. Adams and Connor Diggs, I'm with you, dude. Jeffrey, really? James Washington? Why would I take James Washington over Dante Moncrief? Why? Jamison Crowder as a third receiver on the Jets? Debo Samuel? Come on. Can't win with this receiving core. You got Adams, Diggs, and a bunch of Palookas. He's got Eric Ebron and Chris Herndon. I like that. But why do I need two tight ends in rounds 9 and 11? It's okay. But I think the running backs are weak, and I think the receiver depth is weak. It's not smart. And then once again, all six of these teams took a defense. Why are you taking a defense? How many times do we have to tell you? And out of these six teams, four took a kicker. I don't care who my kicker is. I'll find the guy. Some teams don't even know where their kicker is right now. Seriously, some teams don't even know. They'll, they'll get a couple of guys before and figure it out, you know, in camp. So why would I waste a pick on that? How many times do we have to tell you this stuff? 
I think it's so smart to watch what experts do. And not every expert, mind you. But if I were going out to Las Vegas in September, I would go and I'd look at the draft board for like the 5K and the 10K. And I would say, what is Kimmer doing? What is Glenn Lowy doing? What is Chad Schrader doing? What are their picks? These guys win a lot of money. These guys are top-end players. And then you can see their lineup construction. Now, you don't have to agree. I mean, that's, that's life. Maybe you don't agree with them. But at least watch their lineup construction. Please don't take Greg Zerline in round 14. Come on. Don't take the Rams defense in 17. Stop the madness. Stop the madness. I don't understand it. All right, so I covered the first six picks in this draft. I will cover more and break down for you the good, the bad, and the ugly. And remember, guys, if you want to join FullTimeFantasy.com, promo code ROTO50, the first two months are 50% off. All right? ROTO50, first two months are 50% off at FullTimeFantasy.com. Back with you right after this. <laughs> 